Here are some of the biggest questions that you should be asking yourself. Have you found what your passion is in this life? If the answer is no, what would it look like to live a fully passionate life? If you have, what are your next goals surrounding your ventures? Do you know how you want to take your passion to the next level? That's what this passion podcast is all about. My name is Drew Ross and I'm a certified life coach who helps individuals find their passion and turn it into valuable profitability. Interested in getting out of a rut and into your new routine? I'm your guy and let me show you how. Welcome back to the Better You Love Drew podcast. This is episode number 40, When You're a People Pleaser. a story today that sums up my experience with people pleasing and just one little anecdote. As you all know, I've been spending a lot of time with family for the month of May. So I'm going to be sharing an interaction with my mom that's going to provide you with some insights on how I curbed people pleasing in a singular instance. Earlier this week on Tuesday, I had one of those work days, which I know we can all relate to, where you really don't leave the desk and you just tap, tap, tap away for hours on end. I wouldn't identify this work as frustrating work, but there are just a lot of things that I was trying to get done in that day. To make a long story really short, my mom just purchased an investment property that my brother is now living in. She wanted to go and see it later that evening on Tuesday. At about 2 p.m., I heard her in the living room talking to my brother about when we would be heading over to that house. And I knew that we hadn't discussed going over there on Tuesday, but I didn't really think much of it. Halfway through the conversation, she turned to me and was like, what time can you go to the house this evening? Mind you, she was still on the phone with my brother. I told her, I was like, I don't know. And I also don't think I can. This wasn't the answer that she wanted. So she just went back to talking with my brother and they secured a time that I did not hear about. So I figured she was just going to head over there solo that evening. Hours flew by. I was sort of wrapping up my work and she was like, are you ready to go over there shortly? And before that, I had already decided that I wasn't going to make it. And instead, I was just going to opt for a walk. So I literally told her that. Pausing here for just a second, when protecting your emotions and setting boundaries when you don't want to do something, it tends to come with some uncomfortable conversations. So this was just the beginning of that uncomfortable conversation beginning. I could immediately feel disappointment and frustration all in her mannerisms and in the nonverbal and verbal communication that we were having. So then the pleases and the commands started to roll in and I could tell that she was upset and just really wanted me to go with her that evening. By no means was she enraged, but I could just tell that this is something that she really wanted to do. A mother wanting to spend time with her son while he's at home. This is absolutely normal. What I knew I needed at that moment was to go on a walk in the sunshine and listen to music rather than sit in traffic at 5 p.m. and see the house. It's a 20-minute drive over there, so this just wasn't something I wanted to do to cap off my day after sitting all day. So this entire you should go, and then me being like, I love you, but I'm not, went on for about 10 minutes. I ultimately decided not to go, and I went on my walk, and then I came home, and here are some of the things that I noticed. I knew that by saying no, 
my mom was upset. I could feel it. I could sense it. Like I just knew what was up in that moment. But the more that I talked with her during that 10 minute boundary setting conversation, the more I grew to love her during the conversation. And particularly, I fell more in love with myself for being brave and having an uncomfortable conversation to make sure that I was protecting my emotions. I remember walking out of the driveway and my brain was like, you should go back. It'll make her happy and you can still turn around and appease her. But it wasn't about making her happy. It was making sure that I was having my own back and doing what I needed to do. What I believed in that moment was the best thing that I could do was go on a walk in the sunshine and listen to music and not go and see the house. People pleasing 101 is when you put someone else's feelings before your own. And I just sort of gave two examples of that. It was like, you can turn around and make her happy. You can appease her. Off the bat, when telling a story about how I put my feelings before my mother's, it sounds selfish. And an aspect of it is. But what happened when I got back was I returned home with like a refreshed mindset from the workday. We cooked dinner together and then we had like a really great hour and a half conversation on the front porch. I said no to plans that I had not originally committed to, had to deliver a tough message with love, and then maintained a boundary of mine, which is really doing only the things that I want to do, especially after hours of work. Could I have jumped in the car, jetted over to see the house and like do all of these things for sure. But I would, I would have been doing it to appease her and undermine my own feelings and my own wishes for what that evening would have looked like. I've talked about boundaries in a previous episode. It's called boundaries, baby. Setting them is the easy part, but actually enforcing them is the hard part. Enforcing boundaries can come with uncomfortable conversations, but they can also help grow the relationship with others and the relationship with yourself. I obviously knew that my mom and I's relationship would uphold beyond this conversation, but it didn't make the conversation any easier to have. At this moment, I was okay with running into conflict by not going to see the house with my mom because I knew that what was most important to me was not turning into somebody else who just says yes to what other people want to do rather than what I really want to do. People pleasing most shows up in corporate environments, especially like when you're starting a new role, maybe you have a new supervisor, you're brand new to the company, you're going through a transition within the company, meeting a lot of new people. It also shows up when you're entering into a new relationship, and that can be a friendship or that can be romantic. And it also appears in existing relationships where love already exists. So what's happening here is like you're trying to, in the corporate environments and in the new friendships or romantic relationships, you're placing a lot of how that person thinks of you based on appeasing them and making them happy. In existing relationships, It's like you don't want to lose that love. So you're appeasing and making them happy to make sure that the relationship withstands. So if you find yourself as being someone who people pleases, just recognizing it is the first step. You might be able to tell that you are one because you have trouble saying no. But most importantly, you find yourself doing a lot of things that you just don't want to do. So you're in activities and just sort of feeling frustrated throughout the process. 
To say that you'll never people please in your life again would certainly be a lie. Because we do have moments where we let the opinions of others slash making other people happy define how much they like us or define how valuable or worthy we really are. The next step can just be saying no to one thing you certainly don't want to do and then just making it a habit to check in with your own feelings before appeasing others. None of this is supposed to be easy. Our brains are wired for efficiency. They seek pleasure and they avoid pain. Not being a people pleaser and enforcing boundaries goes against all of this. This right here is a great example of how you get to really evaluate the relationships in your life and fall more in love with yourself along the way. Have a great Thursday, everyone. I'll see you next week. In what ways are you tapping into the best version of yourself on a daily basis? Maybe you've been following me since the beginning, or maybe this is your first ever Better You Love Drew podcast episode. Regardless, if you like what you hear on the podcast and want to take this information and apply it to your life today, that's what I'm here for. Working with a life coach helps make your already amazing life even more amazing. It's possible to set up really big goals and achieve them. And it's possible to change the way you are currently operating to show up daily for a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. It's also a lot easier than you might think. Instead of thinking success like that happens to other people, let me show you how you can do it for yourself. Book a consultation with me via Instagram at Drew Ross Coaching. You can also do it via my website, DrewRossCoaching.com or by sending me an email, DrewRossCoaching at gmail.com. The time is now and you are ready, I promise you. See you in the consultation.